Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Life with the Liz and Bees. I'm Hunter. And I'm Sammy. And in today's episode, we are talking about saying yes and figuring out the rest. Whoa. What, what does a that slogan. mean? What a slogan. I love it. I don't know. Let's find out. All right, you guys, stick with us through this episode, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, Hunter, let's jump right into this. What is the first thing that you can remember in your life that you said yes to that scared the crap out of you? Like somebody asked you to do something or an opportunity came in your way and you felt so uncomfortable and so scared, but you said yes anyways, and you figured out the rest. Tell us your story. My whole story? That's a lot, Sam. Well, just one specific thing that All you right. remember. Um, I feel like the pivotal point of my life revolved around me tearing my ACL in high school and deciding of whether or not I was going to go play college ball or if I was just going to graduate high school early. So my first real yes in life, I feel like, was graduating high school early yeah. so that I could graduate with you and we could both go to the University of South Florida. Do you think that was a decision that like you made on your own or do you feel like I pressured you into that or I came to you and was like, hey, I'm going to USF, so see you later or come with me? No, absolutely not. So before I had torn my ACL, I had told some buddies that, you know, I don't know if I want to play the next year, baseball, whatever. I don't think I want to play college ball. And I was already kind of thinking about graduating early because, well, obviously because of you and that influenced it, but me not playing baseball two more years in high school or a year more in high school, it wasn't worth it to me because I saw so many seniors. I was a sophomore at the time and I saw so many seniors just sit around and do nothing. And I didn't want to waste a whole year taking a bunch of pointless electives and, you know, only being at school for you know, four yeah. hours a day, the rest were just going to mess around. I just didn't think it was worth it. So um, every time I feel like I've said yes to a big moment, I obviously have prayed about it. Yeah. And that was something that was revealed to me when I prayed about it was like simply don't go waste your time. Your senior year doing absolutely nothing, especially if you're not going to play baseball. Because now if I would have played an extra year of baseball, absolutely, I think I would have stayed. But knowing that I didn't really want to play college ball, then it was kind of like, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's take these classes, yeah. get it done. And Let's move on. So you said yes to graduating early. For those yeah. that don't know our story, like from how we grew up, Hunter's seven months younger than me. So he was a grade yep. beneath me. I was a grade above him. And we dated in high school. So if we wanted to stay together through that transition, Hunter made that bold decision to graduate early with me. And I think your friends made fun of you for it or like a little bit. Yeah, I definitely it. got a lot of hate for it, a lot of scrap for it just because it was like, like you're chasing a girl. Yeah, what are you you're chasing doing? a girl. But I think at the end of the day, I think we discussed before that that you were actually just gonna take a year off or go to like a community college or we were gonna figure out a way for you to stay in Jack's and not go to Tampa. But it just made it easier and it wasn't holding you back. It wasn't holding me back. It wasn't changing some dream that I had. Yeah. It was just basically advancing my career a little bit earlier, advancing my life a little bit earlier and People just don't view it that way. They see it as I had a dream and I threw that dream away and said, I'm going to go yeah. with my girlfriend at the time and just chase her and follow her. But it, that's not how I saw it. I just saw it as a way of 
we're not going to make you take a step back. And then I'm also just taking a step forward. So yeah. And I love that because I think there's so many like couples or married couples, dating couples out there where one person may be in like a season, a different season than the other person where they're like pursuing something. I don't even want to say more advanced because me going to college wasn't more advanced. I was just a little bit older yeah. than you. So like I, the next step was college. But you were bold enough to make a different decision than your peers were making because you wanted a different outcome than your peers cared about. Yeah, And absolutely. I think it's so important when you're in a dating, engaged, or married relationship to really have those deep conversations about like what the next season is going to look like. And sometimes one person has to get uncomfortable and do something really hard for the benefit of the team. Like I mean, It was a benefit marriage. for the both of us. That's starting your marriage right away, just... You showed me that like you're all in. You're like, Sam, I'm all in for you. I'm a 17 year old who's willing to take that step to fully go in with you and do this thing. Yeah. Hunter's yelling at Lily right now to go to bed because she's being a little stinker toddler (laughs) who keeps getting up and running to her door. It's taking her like two hours to go to bed right now because she's just she's got independence. She can get out of her bed. She can turn the light on. She can go scream at the door. So, uh. Hunter's putting the hammer down on her right now. How'd you do? She started laughing. <laughs> I heard you yelling. You're like, no, stop. And then I heard you say, I, I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's real life parenting here. So anyways, yeah. So that's really the story of me. But Sam, when was your really first yes? I think my first yes was in high school when I stopped being in the ACE program and I pursued dual enrollment. I had the opportunity (laughs) to get two years of college done when I was in high school instead of go through ACE program, which was a lot of testing to be able to get college credit. And so that was one of my first biggest, scariest yeses was saying, okay, I'm not going to be going to high school in person for the next two years. I'm going to be going to the college campus. I'm going to be driving. I'm going to have to work at Chick-fil-A to like make enough money to pay for be my an adult. gas. Yeah. Basically, like I got to grow up at, I think I was six, like 15 or 16 You're when 16. I made that switch. Yeah. So I had to grow up really quickly and I was working like eight hour shifts at Chick-fil-A, going to school, taking night classes. It was a grind. Um, that was my first yes. I love it. It's um, it's tough for the first time having to get a job, number one. So that's kind of part of your yes is going to work at Chick-fil-A, not just the dual enrollment part. But um, yeah, I remember my first time saying yes to having to work. It wasn't fun. I didn't uh, enjoy it that much, to be honest with you. But Was your first job at NYC Meatballs? It was, yeah. Yeah, that was your first job. First job. That was so fun, though, because me and Hunter got to work together. We did. We worked every single weekend. And some weekdays, not too many weekdays, but the weekends were tough because we just worked till like 11, 12 a.m. Oh my gosh, it was so exhausting. I feel like there's so many yeses that we can look at in our life and we can go, that was a selfish flesh yes desire, or Mm -hmm. that was like a God-driven yes desire. Yeah. And I feel like it can be hard to have that discernment sometimes of like, what's your flesh and what's not. And I remember like, obviously you just mentioned like giving up your dream that you had had when you were younger to like pursue baseball. But once we came down to USF, you felt led to actually go try out for the USF team and to go see if you could walk on and have that opportunity. And we practiced and you worked really hard and you hustled and you said yes to go to the tryout and to going to take the next step and it actually wasn't god's plan for you what did you learn from that whole experience of saying yes but then god saying no yeah i think it was more of like a closure thing um 
I think I realized while we were practicing through all of that how much I didn't actually like it. And I was like, this is just not fun. So you were like, like one why last, am I trying? One last straw. Let me just yeah, try one last yeah. time. It's funny because like I again, I just I didn't like baseball. Once I hit high school, I didn't like baseball. I was talented, but I just didn't like to play. I didn't like to practice, work out, any of it. Anything to do with baseball, I didn't care for it. Anything other, any other sport, loved it. But it's just funny. And I think it was more of a um, insecurity thing to just be like, hey, I have somebody that played in college. I can go do this. It's easy. And uh, as soon as we started working out and practicing again, I was like, that's, it's not for me, but yeah. I did follow through with it just to kind of get a closure and God answered. He was like, yep, mm-hmm. this is not for you. You're married right now. Yeah, You got to go through school and this is not the time for you. And what's funny is if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have started a full-time job um, that we, you know, I've been at the same company now for a while, but I wouldn't have started yeah. that. I would have been playing baseball we'd have to probably live with my Life mom would have looked so different yeah i mean we would have lived on campus or with my mom most likely with my mom because the on-campus situation wasn't um what we wanted yeah but and that kind of leads to my my next kind of big yes i would say is well really our marriage that we said yes to that that Very was kind of a pretty big quick thing and young and early but yep yeah, I think that worked out really well. <laughs> but that was like, I feel like a God-ordained yes, because yeah. we had mentors and family and even so many in people our to look up own to. relationship, we felt um, confident in yeah. that yes. Even though we didn't know how hard it was going to be getting married that young, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing yeah. about that decision. So I think that there's so many times in our life where... Sometimes we say yes and God says no, but mm-hmm. God's like, I still am proud of you for saying yes because you learn something from it Absolutely. or your faith was increased through it. And yeah. so it's like at the end of the day, when we're making decisions, like using that discernment and God's word to make the decision is so important. But even if you say yes and God wanted you to say no, he'll close that door for you. And yep. that's what he did for you in baseball. But for us in marriage, even though we were like, okay, we're taking this step, he opened that door and we were able to learn and grow and flourish, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. Just because things are hard doesn't mean God's saying no. It could mean that you have to push through it, but you'll know when God is saying, I'm closing this door and I'm opening another one. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things I think when we got married was how are we going to live on our own? It was kind mm-hmm. of like, well, we'll just live with my mom. Like, we'll just live with her until we can pay for it. And, you know, worst case, we'll eventually move out. And that kind of leads to, you know, that next big yes that I had. Um, I started working at Dick's Sporting Goods part-time just to have a job on the side while in college. And obviously that would never get us an apartment or get us a place to live at or anything. That was no financial way of living. And so um, my mom had brought up an opportunity for me to work in the warehouse. And she offered the first time right before we got married and it was to work day warehouse while doing college. And I was like, well, that's impossible. I can't go to school Right. while working a day shift it's just it's impo- not full time it's impossible so she had offered a night shift and i said no and then we got married and i was like what are we doing we cannot live with my mom being married like it's and right. it's nothing against my mom love my mom and living with her biblical. was a huge blessing but it's not bi- biblical it's not the right thing to do when you first get married um cuz number one it doesn't give you the privacy to be able to work things out if you want it just doesn't give yeah. you the things you need to really well, God grow says, in like, marriage. Be, you become one with your spouse exactly. and you're yeah. supposed to leave your father and mother. That, exactly. If you stay with your father and mother, that's not obeying God's word, which says go out on your own, mm-hmm. figure it out on your own. You're supposed to not be under their rule anymore. Yep. You have a new family now. Yep. And so, you know, she was like, hey, we're about a month in. She's like, hey, there's a night shift opportunity again if you want to work our night warehouse. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's do it. So 
we had to grind it out. So I said yes to it. And I mean, that's one of the best yeses we could have had. We were able to move out on our own and start. Now we hated our apartment. It was the worst place to ever live. Yep. But we just, I mean, we grew. I mean, look where we're at when where we started. It's just, it's awesome that we said yes to that. And now we're where we are. So now a hundred percent, like there's so many little yeses along the way in the journey of our testimony that have led to pivotal moments. And then there's a lot of yeses that have turned to nothing yeah. that have fizzled out. But we yeah. said yes anyways, because we wanted to just step out in faith, mm-hmm. see what God was going to do with it. And again, sometimes God opened the door further and sometimes he shut it, but we don't regret saying yes to those things. Just like we talked about with college, right? Yep. We don't regret going to college. We regret the steps that we took leading up to going to college. College was still a great yes for us to say because we learned so much from it, which is another yes, like that we just went for and figured it out. But like now, you know, we've got the student debt. We're not using our degrees. We're very entrepreneurial. So again, I think it's less about like, should I say yes to this thing? And more about does it align with God's word? Does it Mm -hmm. hurt like God's heart, if you say yes to it, like I think you have to align your yes biblically first. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if it's aligned biblically, then, and you're feeling scared or uncomfortable, it's normal. Yeah. Like it's so, I think people are like, I should feel total peace and total comfort and total just like, okay, if I'm supposed to say yes to something. And it's like, when it's just has, not always the case. Yeah. When has any prophet in the Old Testament, New Testament been like, oh yeah, I'm fully ready and equipped Mm -hmm. like Moses and Abraham. And like, I can name all these prophets that God called up and he got them really uncomfortable. Yep. So it's so funny how in our society we're like, we have to feel peace about our decision. It's like, sure, God (laughs) God may be wanting you to feel peace, but he may be wanting you to get so uncomfortable in your current situation to where you have to pivot. You have to move. You have to change. Um, so anyways, that's just kind of like to piggyback off of like, sometimes you say yes, and it could be the wrong move, but that doesn't mean it's a waste. You learn something mm-hmm. from it. Sometimes God is going to um, allow you to say yes and give you peace about saying yes, but he's doing it for a purpose. Like me getting in my corporate job, that is just a part of the plan for me. And it's something I had to say yes to. It's something that got us out of what we are and it's led us to where we are financially. I hate it. It's not something I love. It's I don't. Nobody loves the corporate world. Yeah. But it pays the bills. That's part of it, right? Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, like everything about this episode is just like, where would our where would we be if the people in the Bible did not say yes? In life, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities to say yes. And I mean, we have so many more. Do you, can you think of another yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, not every yes is the right one, but yeah. it's, some yeses are for a season. And for me, one of my best yeses that was for a season was when I started my RNF business. Mm-hmm. And I partnered with that brand and we charged a $500 skincare kit to our credit card and said, okay, we have no money. I'm working three jobs. Hunter's working full-time. We're full-time students. But like, yep. we need to find a solution and find a way to like, make income to cut back from one of these jobs because we were just running the rat race. And so that was like one of my best yeses when I was 19 years old is saying yes to that business because it taught me how to have a very strong work ethic, resilience, Mm -hmm. persistence. It taught me every single sales skill that I have to this day, seven years later, I learned through doing and taking action and learn what to do and what not to do. (laughs) Yeah. Like I learned how to do it really, really, really bad. And that's how I got really, really good at it. Yeah. And people say all the time, like, Sammy, you're such a natural. How are you so good at it? I'm like, because I sucked 
really, really, really bad. If you go back to my first few messages Sam, I sent to people. Sam was a car salesman. It was so <laughs> bad. Like I cringe looking at the way I connected with people and messaged yeah. and engaged. And like sometimes like you just have to suck in order to get good because yep. God's just trying to stretch you and he's trying to grow you out of your comfort zone. And so that was one of my best first yeses. And then two years later, I had the opportunity to then have a shift, have a pivot. Mm -hmm. And that door was closing in that company. And then God opened a new door. And like I was able and willing to sacrifice my income with them basically overnight. I was willing to say, God, I trust you enough. I have enough faith in this new opportunity that I'm willing to give up that income. And that was scary for us in that season where extra income was such a blessing for us. We were 20 weeks pregnant with Lily, like getting ready to have a baby. And I'm saying, Hunter... I think that uh, I should start this new business. And you're like, again, you want to do this again? I said, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But like, still, you get to see the bad side of like what I struggle with in business. Yeah. You see the bad side. And a lot of husbands see that side of their spouse or vice versa, because that's who you confide in. That's who you go to. So they're with you through the good and the bad. And so all I'm saying is like, you were like, okay, Sam, like if you're doing this, like you have to do this. Like you can't just like join and not take it seriously. Man, I joined, I went all in. I was like, I'm doing this thing. And God like 10 X the impact, the income, the everything everything. in our life, he 10 X. And still to this day, two years later, he's continuing to prove faithful from that. Yes. But that was one of the scariest pivots that I've ever made was letting go of my pride and my ego and what people thought about me from that company and saying, I don't care what they think about me. This is my life. This is what I feel is best for us, where I feel most aligned and I'm making this decision. And that by far was one of the best yeses that I truly feel like stepping out in faith to do was, was a good decision. No. Yeah. And the kind of pivot off of you saying like you from Roden and Fields to, um, now and savvy and you learn so much from road and fields for you to grow in savvy that's kind of how i feel like just my life in general is with my corporate job yeah like i have to say yes to certain things like the other day i just trained like I, however many managers there is around the state of florida I remember you texting for me. doing payroll and like <laughs> yeah. if you know me i'm a huge introvert i don't like to talk in front of people i don't like to do a presentation i don't like yeah. to talk to people on the phone and all I do all day is talk to people on the phone, meet new people, train or whatever else there is. And what's funny is I think sometimes I'm seen, I wouldn't say I'm seen as like the best at doing those things, but because I have to and every, and because of who I am, I'm going to do the best at everything I do or I'm going to try to do my best at everything yeah. that I do. And it's helped me grow so much. Oh like gosh, Just yeah. like meeting new people and just being okay with it. And now I'm not as uncomfortable as I used to be. And if I didn't go into the corporate world, I don't know if I would have ever grown as much as I have. Just like, again, it's not like this is my dream job, but saying yes to an opportunity like that and just going in, like we said with the title, like God is going to take care of the rest and he's doing it for a reason. He's bringing up this opportunity for you to say yes to so that you can learn, grow, or whatever it is. I'm so So. glad you just brought that up about how you've grown so much in corporate Mm -hmm. because I was talking to one of my friends recently and she was saying how even though she hates her job in corporate, it has grown her skills so much to talk on camera, on the phone. And she's like, if I don't gain anything else from this job other than that skill set, that's going to take me into my next Mm -hmm. career or my next season. So it's like there's always something to learn from the current season you're in. But everything that you've grown in at corporate you, I have watched you grow so much through then our social life at church. Mm-hmm. 
like being on first impressions team. Like you'll go anywhere. You'll do anything that people ask you to do. Even if you're like like, uncomfortable or you're like, I don't want to, you do it and you do it with excellence and you take it seriously. And then you were bold enough to say yes to doing the life group with me. So share a little bit about that uncomfortable. Yes. That you were like, you know, over the years saying no to, or even starting this podcast right here. This was a massive yeah, yes for this was you. A pretty big yes. So yeah. like, talk about that. Again, I think it all stems down to this just introvert in me, right? Like we say yes to a life group. All I'm thinking about is I'm not educated enough to lead this. I'm not good enough to lead this. I don't have the personality to lead this. I don't have the qualifications to lead this. Whatever it is, I just kept saying, no, I do not have this, this, and this to do this. And we said yes. And I mean, we, I feel like we've grown so much doing our life group because we've been able to kind of just learn from each other and then kind of spew it out into the group. Yeah. And then just being able to create these great friendships and everything with our life group um, people now that, I don't know, it's just helped us grow so much. And that kind of then led to us in the podcast. I think that yeah. kind of led, a, led to a comfortability um, that led to this. And I don't know. And I'm so grateful you said yes, because I can't do these things without you. 100%. Yeah. And like your mind. I feel like you've just been waiting, obviously. I mean, I don't feel like I know you've been waiting for me to kind of like venture out. But I think now I'm, I'm, I think I'm just so But I feel like we did a really good job or I guess I did a good job of like slowly, like trying to stretch you a little bit over time in it without being like, okay, go all in. Well, no, I mean, we had a a good spurt there where you'd be very angry if I didn't want to do something. Yeah, for sure. And you were um, like, I'm not trying to hate on you, but no, um, no, or like throw you under the bus, but definitely like there was times in the early part of our marriage where you were And we talked about this last week with the whole social media thing. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated with you and resented you because I felt like you didn't have as much of a passion for people Mm -hmm. and serving people like I did because I was vocal on social media, but you had a passion for people outside of social media that I didn't see that wasn't exposed, that wasn't shared. And I, resented you or judged you for that yeah and so you're absolutely right and it was like me having to like humble myself and be like hunter's gonna get there when he gets there and if he doesn't get there that's also okay yeah but it's like you knew in your heart that like god was stretching you over time but like it needed to be on your time it wasn't about my time frame yeah i mean i remember at our previous church right like we were saying yes to helping lead kind of like a young adults group. And then we were also saying yes to leading the middle school group. Yeah. And then we were saying yes to being part of like the pre-ski- pre- pre- preschool preschool kids. Yeah. And then um, I think we did a little bit of first impressions. I did announcements. But I, had, like, I remember in that moment you were upset. There were certain things I said no to. And that's kind of something that's going to lead to me to kind of talk about like, don't say yes to everything. Well, yeah, you can't. You, you can't say set yes boundaries. to everything. You have to set boundaries because number one, you're going to overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and I do that a lot, especially Sam. Um, but we both have recently been doing yeah, that a lot, saying yes that. to everything. Yeah. And then what it's doing is it overwhelming us and then it's leading us to be upset with each other or not have time for each other or um, whatever it else. But there are times that you can say no. And um, that's okay. That's, I mean, again, it's understanding what you're saying yes to. Are you saying yes to to a golfing outing because you just want to go have fun? Are you saying yes to a golfing outing because you're growing your network or you're growing spiritually with some guys that you can talk about God with or whatever it may be. Um, Like what's the purpose behind it? What's the purpose behind the yes, right? Like 
I mean, that right there, that's the whole point of this. What is the purpose behind the yes? And that's what we should title this podcast. Yes? I think that's our title right there. Is that the title that What's we're going to go with? Or the purpose behind the yes. The purpose behind the yes. And then we'll do a podcast it. on the purpose behind the no. And mm. we can talk about every time we've said no and talk about boundaries and why we've had to say no. And why we should have maybe said yes. I think that's a good flip side to this. I like it. No, I do love it. Um, so but, anyways, yeah, like, I mean, you starting the life group with me at Relevant, starting the but, podcast with me, for me, easy, comfortable, done. Like, I do this. I live and breathe this. For you, uncomfortable, scary, unfamiliar. You have to grow. You have to stretch. So it's like we're in different phases of our growth of what stretches us, of what challenges us. And that's good as a couple to know what each other's strengths are and weaknesses are. And how you can get a little bit more uncomfortable every week. Like this is something that I talk with all the time with my team and my brand partners that come into my business that are like, I'm so scared. I'm like, yay, you said yes. Now guess what? The hardest part has actually started. Mm -hmm. Now you have to get uncomfortable. So it's like, what can we do this week to just get you a little uncomfortable? And it's just getting familiar with uncomfortability, which is really hard for people because they feel uncomfortable and they're, they're like, something's wrong and I'm not supposed to be doing this. And it's like, no, that's actually not the case. Yeah. No, I think a big thing too is when you say yes to those opportunities like the business, this podcast, do it your way. Um, I remember when we first started this podcast, if you go listen to our first four episodes, I listened to one the other day. It's very cringy. And I think it's because number one, we try to script everything. We did. Um, our first couple we episodes, like had it all written out. Sam loves organization and yep. like we're having a script and kind of That's understanding my strength. where she's at. That's her strength. And my strength is kind of just feeding off of like whatever, wherever we're at, talking about where, which can be bad, right? We can get off topic at times, but I just, when I have a script, I feel like I'm under pressure and then I like get too far in my head and I start thinking of things that yeah. I don't you think you have think to be perfect and, and you don't want to be perfect. Yeah. And that's not how like I function and I feel like our podcast has grown more and more because we're now at a point where it's like, all right, you kind of have your laptop or your phone and you have your kind of script and I just, I just have bullet points remember. now that I'm looking there at. There you go. Yeah. But you've stretched me to not do the script. No. Yeah. For and sure. that was really hard for me. Yep. Like, so now we've compromised, right? Mm -hmm. I have bullet points. Hunter has nothing. He just goes with the <laughs> flow with and whatever. I just prompt him and we go back and forth. Yeah. But like, that's a great example of like how to meet each other in the middle. Yeah. Like it's not my way or your way. It's like, how can we work as a team and make it work for the both of us? But like, we have to get a little bit uncomfortable in it. So just like a few others for me that I've had to get really uncomfortable in is like, I'll have leaders in my business or at church. Um, like our pastor come to me and say, Hey, like I need you to do a training or I need you to speak on stage or I need you to do announcements or whatever it may be. And like, those are times where I really have to grow and get uncomfortable because it's not just me behind a computer, like talking to myself. It's like being in front of people. Yeah. So it's facing that fear of what people think about Stage you. Presence, Am I going to yeah. screw up? Like, but again, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And I've been doing it now for years. So I'm a lot more comfortable than when I first started and I was very scared, but I'll never forget when at our previous church, pastor Brian came up to me and said, so, uh, pastor Brad and I were talking and we're going to give you a speaking opportunity on stage and me being a pastor's kid hearing that I'm getting the opportunity to preach a message. I'm like, what? I'm like excited, but also like, you're giving me 30 minutes to like share the word of God with these people. And all I could think about in that moment is it's not about me. Yeah. Cause I think when we get those kinds of opportunities in our life to do something 
with other people, to other people, speak, whatever it may be, if you make it all about you, that's when fear just like bottles you up and you just shrink and you're just all about yourself. And that's when you suck and you screw up. Mm -hmm. But when you speak on stage or you have these opportunities to train or whatever it may be to grow in your life and you go, it's not about me. It's about God. It's about me being a vessel for him. It's about just blessing these people, helping these people. When you shift your mindset to be like, it's less about me, more about them. That's when you, it doesn't matter what you say. Those people don't really even at the end of the day care specifically about what you say. Mm -hmm. And if they do, that's a them problem, not a you problem. So anyways, like facing that fear for me over the years has been hard, but it has challenged and grown me so much. And that's one of some of the greatest yeses that I have said are to those opportunities to speak and encourage people. Um, And the impact that happens, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, it seems to always work out that way. Like us saying yes to this podcast and then what was it like three months later, we were asked to then go on stage at our current church and talk about just our relationship and stuff. I think if I didn't even have any kind of practice like doing here, I would have completely just bombed that or just not been ready or whatever it may be. But we just said yes and we just went on and we, everyone loved it. Everyone got a word from it. Everyone learned from us. Um, But it seems like almost every yes we have leads to another yes that is needed or leads to another yes for us to grow in. Well, and it's God saying like the yes is not even necessarily about you. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm challenging you to say yes because it's to further my kingdom. It's Mm -hmm. to help other people. So many yeses that I look at for us on this list right here are actually God wanting us to say yes to bring other people to him, to help other people. And so again, it's like if you make your yes all about you, you miss it. Mm -hmm. You get lost in it. But if you make it about I'm supposed to say yes because God's called me to do this, to help others, to serve others, and you just focus on that, that's when the the blessings just overflow Mm -hmm. and then you get to see the true like just growth be able to come from it yeah i think most people see like that big time yes right like you get a lifetime yes that you have to say yes to everyone always sees that as like an end goal like after i say yes to this i'm gonna have a million dollars right that's not and then they're like i'm done i've reached the peak yeah that's not how god puts these yeses in your life that's not why he does it that's not how they work it's just not like and we've already said it a million times like yes is all about growing it's all about the next opportunity it's all about you leading people to him i don't ever um, want to reach like a moment in our life where we're like okay we're done yeah i mean maybe like, I like want 60s i'd be cool but with. No, like i want us to always be getting challenged because yeah. if you're just like okay i'm done then it's just all about you mm-hmm. but if you're like constantly like no i want to grow i want to be better i want to get stronger i want to serve others you're constantly going to see opportunities come at you and look at it and go how can i be challenged to serve people through this yeah you just look at it from a different lens i that's feel it. like that's the that's just the reality of fear mm-hmm. look at fear as like this is here to literally help me grow and almost every single bible story almost <laughs> ever i think every single one literally is a disciple, a prophet, somebody that's like, I'm unqualified for this. I can't do this. And God's saying, no, I chose you. Mm-hmm. Why would you doubt me? I called you to do this. I want you to do it. And then they do it. And then guess what happens? Miracles and incredible things. Literally, come you can from look it. at every single story 100%. in the Bible and they talk about that. And everyone's saying yes to something. Like every single one. You have David who worshiped different idols, who then said, 
yes, to just God being the one God there is. You have like Timothy, who was super young, leading that kingdom or that town to God at that time. You have Paul, who was literally just a murderer, was just this crazy man who wasn't qualified to do that. But it's not about us and our standards and qualifications, about what God lays on your heart and what God's qualifications are for you. That's so So, good. Open up the word and start reading. (laughs) Open up the word for sure. Say yes. There was a fun yes um, a few years ago that I said yes to. I didn't tell Hunter about it. Mm -hmm. And then I told him about it. And he didn't really have a choice. He had to say yes to it and face his fears. Um, And this was surprising Hunter with skydiving on his 20th birthday. How did you feel in that moment when you knew I had made a decision for you and you couldn't really back out of it? Yeah. So the funny story about that is it was like the night before, two nights before, I looked over at Sam and I just had this discernment. Discernment just came on. And I said, Sam, if you surprise me with something like bungee jumping or skydiving, I'm going to be very angry. And, and I just she like was like, laughed she literally something. like started laughing and she was like, wait, what do you mean? And I was like, Sam, if you were trying to surprise me with that, I am not going to be happy. I was like, I need to know. I need to prep my mind for it. And she goes, okay, well, we're going skydiving in a day. And I was like, so I had to go watch Will Smith video on yes, YouTube like multiple times to get encouraged to just go and do it. It's something I wanted to do. I just didn't want to be surprised because I didn't want to just show up and just go. Like I needed this mental. But to did just you go do it? I hate surprises, by the way. If anyone's ever watching this and they want to surprise me, do not surprise me. If you're part of a surprise that Sam has, don't I tell her no. I don't like surprises. I try I hate to them. surprise Hunter like every time, and I I think I've only been successful once. I think the, the only successful one you had was when you surprised me with um you being pregnant with Lily. Yeah, that was it. That was quite literally the only one. And that was on video, and that was like that went viral. Mm-hmm. So if you just let me surprise you more, we'll go viral more, Hunter. Yeah, I mean. But anyways, I want to come back to this really fast because sometimes there are people in your life that say yes for you. Mm-hmm. And they don't tell you or they blindside you, but it's actually it's actually a good thing. It is, yeah. Because I mean, I, that ended up being one of the coolest or most fun things I have ever done in my entire life. So who in your life right now may be challenging you to step out in faith and you're too scared and they're saying, I'm just going to say yes for you and you have to Now, ladies, it. be careful with this one. Don't be volunteering your man to go do something that he okay. doesn't want to go I'm do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking <laughs> about like you as a team, like you as a couple right now listening yeah. to this. If one of your spouse is feeling this, like this move of God to step out in faith and the other person isn't feeling that, what do you do? Like, yeah. how do you have that discernment and backing by your spouse? Like if I, for example, wanted to say yes to something and you were like, I don't want you to say yes to that but I truly felt like it was God telling me to say yes to that. How do we overcome that together? I mean, communication and prayer. I mean, that's the biggest key to it. Um, I feel like anytime you've ever said yes to me, said yes for me, or I said yes for you, we've just communicated about it and worked through it. And then from like a perspective of me, I remember a couple of years back, you said yes to me um, dressing up as the Grinch for uh, <laughs> the relevant Christmas, the relevant is, near. Christmas <laughs> is near. And so I had to like be the Grinch walking on the stage and then walking on the ground. It was like some play type yeah. thing or it was a song. But then I was like the main character of the whole thing. You were the Grinch. Um, it was only like a 30 second spit, like yeah. spurt or whatever it was. But again, if you know me, I don't like the spotlight. I'm not about it. I told Hunter and he was like, are you freaking kidding me? He was like, never volunteer me for that. You guys don't understand the anxiety I had leading up to that night for a 30 second walk where I just basically scared kids in a Grinch uniform was awful. But 
I mean, we just communicated about it. And then I realized really quick it wasn't about me. It's not that big of a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't about me and it was about the kids and it was about just putting on a show that eventually led people to Jesus that night. Um, It's funny how a lot of our no's are just selfish. That's all it is. That's it. it, And we talked about that already. It's just about thinking about yourself and thinking about how am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I'm going to sweat that night. I don't want to sweat or oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this or I have to move my schedule around or I have to do this. It's just, yeah. stop thinking of yourself and I promise life will be a lot easier. 100%. And then I think the last thing to just talk about is in our season currently right now, like what are we saying yes to right now and figuring it, figuring it out? There was one this past week, I had the opportunity to say yes to go to this incredible leadership event opportunity in Austin, Texas in November. Mm-hmm. And with us having two girls and me wanting Hunter to come with me, we were like, how are we going to figure this out? And me and Hunter are like, we don't know, but we know that we need to be there yeah. and that we need to go. So currently right now we have committed. We've said yes. We've bought our plane tickets and we don't know how we're going to figure out the situation with the girls, but we know that we're supposed to be there for this next season. God is calling us to, mm-hmm. and we feel like the rest is going to fall into place. And the same thing happened when I said yes to go on my trip to Zion National Park, yeah. I didn't want to say yes. But Sam Hunter, not Hunter pushed me to say later. yes. He kept saying, Sam, if you really want to go, go. And I kept saying, I can't. I can't leave Layton. Mm-hmm. She's too young. And Hunter kept encouraging me saying, no, Sam, you can. I've got it. Like I've got your back. We'll figure this out together. And I think, again, that's so important to have your spouse encourage you. Like I earned that trip for free. Like hey, I husbands, worked my butt off I know off something you can say yes to. Say yes to helping your wife Whenever you have a newborn, it'll help you. 100%. It'll help you understand what the schedule is. It'll help you understand what she goes through. It'll help you and your wife um, just a ridiculous amount. Well, I don't marriage. have any worry or stress or fear when I'm out of time. Like mm-hmm. we maybe FaceTimed once a day when I was in Zion National Park. <laughs> it's funny, Sam, when we were just talking about that Austin trip, you're we like, well, who are we going to get? Like if we have to leave Leighton back how are we going to, who are we going to get to have to watch both? And I said, Sam, I'm a 25 year old man who watched them both by myself. I think another woman or girl can watch them. Yeah. Like, like when you think about it it that way, I'm like, wow, like it's not that hard to find someone to commit to do that. And again, it's just say yes and figure out the rest. Like stop overthinking decisions in your life. It's stealing your joy. It's ruining what God has for you. So many people sit in this unfamiliar limbo spot and they're like, I'm so scared. I don't want to say yes. I got to think about it. Mm -hmm. I got to like look at all the bad sides to it. And there's nothing wrong with like looking at both sides to it. You should have discernment. You should look at the good and the bad. A million dollars on no, a new house. Like, like that's not what we're you saying. You need to go but. to God first with every decision and align it to his word. Mm. You need to pray about it. You need to seek him. You need to look for signs. But do you need to like sit there and overanalyze and overthink everything? Again, that's making it all about you. Yep. And I think the number one indicator when it comes to decision making is less about me, more about how this can bless people. That's how I view every yes that I say as I look at, is this, everything I do is a ministry for God's kingdom. So if I say yes to this, does it hurt God's kingdom? Mm-hmm. If it would hurt God's kingdom, it's a no. If it would help God's kingdom, it's a yes. But again, you have boundaries to know how much you can do to support that because you, yeah, so God's when, kingdom when is Sam, still putting your family first, putting your husband yeah. first, prioritizing that. How much can you say yes to? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just think about like when we went skydiving, were you saying yes to further his kingdom? <laughs> I was saying yes <laughs> to sorry, a fun I experience to, to get to. you out of your comfort zone. Right. No, no, what I was saying yes out. to was something you had told me over and over and over again that you wanted to I do. Said I and to you said, I don't know 
when I'm going to have the courage to do this or when we're going to do this, but I want to do it. And I took that as I'm going to like, I'm going to take the step for us and do it with him because this was a fear of mine too. I mm-hmm. I will never do skydiving again. I've done it once. I'm done. I will never do it again. I will do it again. So if you guys but need somebody to go with, just call me. I said yes for us. And I knew that it was going to grow us together and we were, we were going to have an incredible experience. Yeah. But again, align your yes with God's word and you're good to go. But don't sit there and just like overthink it. Like you're just driving yourself crazy and it's ruining your peace and the season of your life for you. Yeah. Say yes. And then guess what? If you made the wrong decision, change your, change your decision. It's not that big of a deal when you think about it, right? It's like, if you feel like God's calling you here, say yes. If you realize in five days, God's not calling you there, change your decision. Why is it that big of a deal to just like, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to grow. It's okay to evolve. I think our society just makes such a big deal about, should I say yes? Should I say no? Whatever. It's like, just make up your mind. And go with it. Pray about it. Go with it. Trust the discernment God has put in your heart. Your Holy, Holy don't Spirit go, lives don't inside of you. Don't go on the you. fence. Go full in. Like you, that gut feeling is the Holy Spirit telling you to do it or yep. not to do it. Trust that. Have faith in that. Second Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. If we could see everything, would we walk the path? Absolutely. Probably. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. Right? Like it's like if you could see in front of you every single step, how boring is that? Mm-hmm. You know the steps that are coming. It's predictable. There's no opportunity to grow or challenge yourself when you know, okay, now, like if you knew that you were going to have to, let's say, prepare to go skydiving and you had 45 days to prepare for it, you would have drove yourself nuts leading up for 45 days to that moment. You would have been anxious almost every day. Yeah. I mean, I think the two day uh, timetable was perfect. <laughs> because you didn't have time to sit there and overthink about Absolutely. it. Like yeah. if we know the plans in front of us a year out, five years out, 10 years out, what it does is it allows us to try to have control over it. And then that's not giving God the control. Yeah. When God is in control, you can't see everything in front of you, which means that you have to trust him. You have to have faith in him. But if you're the one that's in control, it's like that's not having trust and faith in God. That's putting the power in your hands. But if God is almighty, if he has the power, then he's going to use you to be able to do it. So I feel like the way that we end this, Hunter, is... That was perfect ending to this, by the way. That was just, you preached it. Our daughter just got up. So it's like, we're already like, kind we of on the, this. we're ending this now we're anyways. Like we're saying yes to ending this right now. We're saying yes, we're done. Our child is just, <laughs> she's having a hard time right now going to sleep. She's good once she goes to sleep, but we got to get her to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you just said everything that needed to be said to end this podcast. Perfectly. I think we just sum it up and we just say, you guys, like our encouragement to you through this podcast, why we recorded this podcast is to share uncomfortable things we've said yes to, to show you like we're human. We're mm-hmm. not perfect. We're no better than you. Like we're just two people that honestly, we have just said yes and figured it out That's with it. God's help and with the Holy Spirit and with friends and spouses and people in our life to encourage us along the way. So our encouragement to you is What right now, as you're listening to this podcast, are you supposed to say yes to, or are you supposed to say no to that you've been avoiding that you've been just like, nope, I'll do it one day or I'll deal with it when I need to deal with it. What have you been avoiding and pushing off? That's hurting you. And what do you need to say yes to right now that you know, you need to say yes, you like feel it, but you're like, if I say yes, it's so complicated. It's so hard. It's so uncomfortable. That's how you know you need to say yes, mm-hmm. because that's how you know it's about to get really freaking good on the other side of that hard. So say yes. That was perfect. Hunter, that tell them how they can ending. connect with us on the podcast. <laughs> All right. So you guys, if you're listening right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, 
Um, just give us a subscribe. Watching on YouTube. Go ahead and like this. And then right now we're really trying to grow our YouTube. Yeah. Um, we've been telling you guys that. It's really our goal right now. Um, so you can either watch this on YouTube if you want. If you have that opportunity, you can watch this on YouTube or just listen through YouTube. But just go on YouTube. Give us a subscribe and or subscribe to us on YouTube and then like this. And we'd really appreciate it. And then I want you guys to go to our Instagram, Life with the Liz and Bees, and you can private message us. You can view our stories. We like to post a lot of stories about what ideas you guys may have yeah leave those in the comments or put those in our stories um and just let us know what you guys want us to talk about because we are two humans who have two brains that are lacking on ideas we literally sometimes. prayed today and we're just, <laughs> we just like came up with this topic today. all throughout the so. day and we're like what are we supposed to talk about god what are we supposed to talk about and like literally you guys 10 minutes before 10 this minutes episode, before this we just we felt this, this tug to talk about this and yeah. i feel like this was a great topic to talk about it's perfect and we just we hope that it blesses you blesses you even if it's just one person that gets impacted from this it was worth it. So we'll see yeah. you guys in the next episode. Thanks for being here and see you later. All right. See you guys later.